When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, NCLEX High Yielders. This is Dr. Zishan, and I'm the host of NCLEX High Yield Podcast, where we will be giving out daily content for your exam, tips and tricks that the boards love to ask, and overall general information on how to study, what to study, and complex topics broken down for you. Whether you're a first-time test taker or even a repeat test taker, we have helped people across the globe pass their NCLEX exams, so do not give up and get motivated. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also visit our Instagram at NCLEX High Yield, at NCLEX High Yield, where you can DM us questions so we can answer them on the podcast. Also, check out our website, www.nclexhighyield.com, and subscribe to receive a link to our weekly free Zoom session. Free Zoom session where I drop all types of content, break down complex topics, and make them easy for you to understand every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. See you guys then. Take care. All right, so let's get started on psych and mental health. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is depression, okay? Why do we talk about depression in psych so much? Because it is probably one of the most highly diagnosed and or underdiagnosed medical conditions, and identifying it is very, very important. How do we identify major depressive disorder? MDD. We use a mnemonic SIG E CAPS. So S I G E C A P S, SIG E CAPS. The first S is sleep. Sleep can either increase or decrease, right? People that are depressed can either sleep less or they can sleep more. They don't want to get out of bed. The second one is interest. And the medical term for this is anhedonia. So decreased interest. This is the one that's required in order to diagnose major depressive disorder. So what do I mean by decreased interest? This is a person, if they're younger, let's say, uh, you know, somebody in their 20s, that used to hang out with their friends or used to be a part of a sports team. Now they have no interest in being around those people or doing those activities. Somebody that's older, you know, they, they used to watch certain shows or they used to enjoy hanging out with family. They used to watch or they used to play cards with their friends or whatever it was that they were doing consistently that they looked forward to. Something that an interest in, not something they just did, but look at the level that I'm talking about. They had interest in it. They liked doing it. They enjoyed doing it. They no longer do. So a loss in interest or anhedonia, that one is a requirement in order for us to diagnose major depressive disorder. G, guilt. This person has this underlying guilty feeling. They don't know why. They have no reason to be, but they feel guilty. E, energy. Energy is going to be decreased. They just don't want to do anything. They don't want to get out of bed. They don't want to leave the house. They don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want to socialize. Loss of interest, decreased energy, guilty feeling, sleep disturbances. 
All of these things are important when it comes to diagnosing major depressive disorder. C, concentration. You can have decreased concentration. You're just, you zone out. You, you don't pay attention. You, you have a lack of interest, so you're not going to concentrate, obviously. Appetite for A. Appetite, like sleep, can either increase or decrease. Some people will become dysphagic. Some people will become hyperphagic. P is psychomotor retardation. What does that mean? Psychomotor. So they're mentally hindering themselves from doing something physical. Oh, I can't lift this up. It's too heavy. I can't get out of bed. My legs feel weak. Their mental state is now affecting their ability to do something physical. Psychomotor retardation. The last S is suicidal ideation. And we'll get into suicidal ideation a little bit more when we when we when we cover the the drugs so for major depressive disorder and and a lot a lot of nursing students medical students um and this is actually this is this has been researched this is actually a fact i don't know the exact data but it's been researched a lot of students that are in the medical field when they study for boards actually suffer from depression like clinically diagnosed depression a lot of students will start on medications during this time, SSRIs. So it, you can imagine it's a real thing. Um, and especially in our field, we experience this and uh, we go through it. We're probably going through it right now as we speak. So what can we do? What can we do to help them? Well, there is the, the non-invasive type stuff in real life. We're going to start them off with cognitive behavioral therapy, um, any type of therapy, maybe group sessions, maybe support systems, maybe talking to the family, uh, trying to do things that we don't necessarily want to give them that's pharmacological, right? We can, If we can avoid pharmacological treatment, that's always going to be the best thing to do. However, sometimes it just is a deficiency in certain neurotransmitters or hormones, and we have to correct those. So in major depressive disorder, the first line of drug that we typically choose, and again, this is not necessarily like run-of-the-mill, oh, depression, give them SSRIs. You have to know your patient. You have to talk to your patient and understand that each person is different. So you have to kind of assess them as an individual, not do, hey, this is what I'm going to give them. SSRI is the first line. It's probably the best drug because it has the least amount of side effects. And also the fact that these people are depressed and they could potentially have suicidal ideation we have, to be, we have to be very careful of what medications we give them. And the good thing about SSRIs is you could down a couple of bottles of them and the chances of you committing suicide or ODing is slim to none. So that's why SSRIs are kind of the new staple. When Paxil came out, when Zoloft came out, these drugs were amazing. I mean, people love them because the side effects were minimal. So let's go through SSRIs. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So they're selective to serotonin. That's a substance that we're deficient in and we're trying to we're trying to in, inhibit its reuptake. So if serotonin's reuptake is inhibited, that means that a, the serotonin is going to be left in the bloodstream in order for that patient to be able to have higher levels of serotonin, which is probably what they're deficient in, which is causing that depression. So let's know the names of these drugs because unfortunately, 
psych drugs don't follow rules like cardio drugs. There are no laws or prills or statins. So we have to know all of them because the boards will, will ask you either one of these. So the first one is paroxetine, fluoxetine, sertraline, citalopram, and escitalopram. So you got your Paxil, your Zoloft, uh, your Celexa, your Lexapro. These are all the drugs that fall under the class of SSRI. Know all of these. Know all of these. Very important. What do we need to know about these drugs? Well, first and foremost, the boards love asking if you understand that these drugs take four to six weeks to start working. So how are the boards going to ask this? Which of the following statements needs further intervention, understanding, teaching, right? One of the types of questions that we have. And they're going to say a patient comes in or a client comes in and they say, hey, I've been taking this medication for two weeks. It's not working. Well, you're going to tell them, hey, you need to wait four to six weeks. Two is we do not abruptly stop this medication. We wean them off, usually over 10 to 14 days, especially if the medication is not working and or they've been on it for six, nine months, which is usually our, our, our time frame to see if they're getting better before we start to say, hey, let's see if we can take you off of it. And... If they've been on it for quite some time or it's not working, wean it off of 10 to 14 days before we are going to start anything new. The third thing is we don't start something new with it. We don't start a different class of antidepressants because it will throw them into what's called serotonin syndrome. Give them that 10 to 14 day period before we give them anything new. And then we can start them on a new drug. The other side effects, before we get into serotonin syndrome, the other side effects are going to be sexual dysfunction. And this is not, this is not gender specific. This is for anybody. Sexual dysfunction, how are the boards going to rephrase that? Decreased libido, decreased sex drive, erectile dysfunction. All these things say that their ability or their want to have any type of physical intimacy has decreased. Number five is weight gain. What are we going to tell them? Exercise and eat nutritious food. Well, when are we not going to say that, right? So if you see it in any situation, you're going to choose it. Exercise and proper nutrition. The last side effect is one that's a little bit tricky. Every single antidepressant has a black box warning that it can cause suicidal ideation. So even though we're trying to prevent depression, it can do the complete opposite and throw them into the suicidal ideation. So how do we identify it? That's the hard part. What did we say yesterday? We said we're still feeling depressed or we're more depressed but now we got a bunch of energy. We got a bunch of energy. That's the way that we're going to identify this patient's going to come in and they're going to say, hey, I've got all this energy, but I still feel really, really down or I feel worse than I did before. Now we're freaking out because this person has the energy to commit suicide. 
This NCLEX High Yield Podcast is brought to you by Immunacy, I-M-M-U-N-A-C-Y, Immunacy.com. Immunacy is an immune system booster formulated by doctors and pharmacists. This team of MDs, PharmDs, DOs, and PhDs have put together a proprietary formula with the highest quality ingredients to keep you in your best health. All natural, gluten-free, zero sugar, vegan, no GMOs, and fully bioavailable. Stock up now to keep your immune system at its best. Immunacy is now available at immunacy.com. Check them out. And now, back to the podcast. Now, let's talk about serotonin syndrome. Serotonin syndrome can be caused in multiple ways. Drug-drug interaction, right? If we are on SSRIs and we give them a different class of antidepressants, it's going to throw them into that serotonin syndrome. Abruptly stopping. And an over-the-counter supplement called St. John's Wort. Contraindicated. And we'll throw them into serotonin syndrome. St. John's Wort is over-the-counter, but it's actually used for depression. It's a natural remedy for depression. That's why people take it. But now they've been started on an SSRI, but they may not know that this over-the-counter supplement is actually contraindicated with the drug that they've been prescribed. Instead, they think, well, it's natural. I'm just doubling up on making myself feel better. And then boom, they get thrown into serotonin syndrome. How does serotonin syndrome present? Everything becomes hyper. Understand that, the concept, comprehend that. If everything becomes hyper, let's start with the brain. If my brain is overactive or hyper, can I not develop seizures, hallucinations, altered mental status, anxiety? My brain is hyperstimulated. It's hyper. Let's move on to the heart. If my heart is hyper, hypertension, tachycardia, arrhythmias. If my lungs are hyper, tachypnic. If my skin is hyper, diaphoretic. If my muscles are hyper, they're going to be rigid. They're going to be stiff. They're going to be contracted. That's hyper. They're not relaxed. They're not flaccid. What about my reflexes? Hyperreflexic? Hyperreflexia? Absolutely. Serotonin syndrome. You don't need to know how to reverse it, but for the sake of completion, the drug name is Cyproheptadine. C-Y-P-R-O-Heptadine. Cyproheptadine. I haven't seen it asked on the boards, but for the sake of completion, why not? So, major depressive disorder, SSRIs, this is what you need to know. Next class of antidepressants are our MAOIs, monoamine oxidase inhibitors. Monoamine oxidase inhibitors, the three that we need to know that the board's like asking, phenylzine, PH, E-N-E-L-Z-I-N-E, isocarboxazid, isocarboxazid, 
and selegiline. Again, no no rhyme or rhythm to, to naming these drugs, but I guess that's why they're psych drugs, right? So like cardio people are like on point. They're like, yeah, we're gonna make this a lol, a stat, and a prill, an arb, or a sartan. And then you get to wonderful old psych, and it's just like, dude, what the hell were you thinking naming all these drugs? But nonetheless, you gotta memorize them. You gotta memorize them. So they will throw any which one of these at you. So you have to make sure that you are able to identify them. So it's just a little extra work that you have to put in. But um, again, psych being so high yield, uh, you know, like I said, students have been coming up to me and saying, man, I think I saw psych more than I saw GI now, you know, cardio obviously tends to be the highest, but then now psych and mental health is getting up there. So, so what do we need to know about these medications? Again, same thing. We're not going to abruptly stop them. We're going to wean them off. We're not going to mix them with a different class of drugs. And the thing that they like asking the most is we avoid, not decrease, we avoid anything that has tyramine in it. What has tyramine in it? Processed meats, cheeses, and wine. All of these contain tyramine in it. What happens when we mix these, we get thrown into a hypertensive crisis. This person's blood pressure will shoot through the roof. M-A-O-I's. All right. Next one. Tricyclic antidepressants. Imipramine, amitriptyline, and nortriptyline. So a couple things about tricyclic antidepressants. They actually were, if I'm not mistaken, they were the first line of antidepressants back in the day. I'm talking like in the 50s or 60s, if I'm recollecting correctly. So these were our first line. However, they have really, really, they have a really, really bad side effect and it's cardiotoxicity. They can throw a person into an arrhythmia because of its effect on the QT interval. So... Back in the day, we'd be scared because if, uh, or back in the day, not we, I wasn't around during that time, but back in the day, prescribers would be scared because if they gave them a bottle of 30 pills and they developed that suicidal ideation, they could down it and kill themselves. That's why we love SSRIs so much because you get three months worth of scripts and you'd still be fine for them. You know, obviously there's like that 0.1% chance or whatever, but with this one, they could take 30 pills and they can literally kill themselves. They can OD and go into cardiac arrhythmia, dysrhythmia and die. So back in the day, they used to actually prescribe one week at a time, thinking that was the solution. But I guess they weren't really that bright back then because wouldn't I just pocket a week at a time and just wait till I got 30 of them and then try it? Well, yeah. So that's why we got really happy when we started seeing SSRIs and their lack of side effects. I mean, for guys and, and girls that, that are that are affected by weight gain or sexual dysfunction, obviously that's a big deal. But I mean, we're not worried about them ODing. And those side effects are only like 30% of the time. So one in three people will experience that. I mean, those are good odds. All right, so we've talked about depression and all the medications that we can use to treat it. Hey guys, Dr. Zishan here. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys could kindly subscribe, leave us some stars, whatever you think it's worth. 
and leave us a review. We always want to get better for you guys and want to keep putting out this free content for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Have a good one. See you on the next podcast.